How can I determine the right criteria when looking for a business partner? What are the pros and cons of equity financing over debt financing? And what should a small business owner know about bookkeeping? These questions and more on today's episode of Questions Entrepreneurs Ask. Okay, let's get started. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Thanks for joining me. Uh, let me just take care of some housekeeping. I had a few messages after the last couple of episodes where I have been posting them on YouTube. And uh, for the folks that listen on the podcast, which is remarkably more than watch the videos of these episodes, I just had some feedback asking that the sound quality would be better. So hopefully on this episode, you're able to listen without being distracted by the poor quality. And uh, I appreciate that feedback. I love it. I also love the little smart notes <laughs> that go along with it. As you tell me what you think about some of the questions that I'm answering. And then, of course, some of you take the time to share a little bit about your business. And um, and that's, that's pretty great. So thanks for tuning in. I've got three questions I'm going to take care of that were posted on Quora. Some of them get posted to me directly. So I would encourage you to do that if you're interested. Um, and others are just questions I see in my feed and uh, feel that they might be of benefit to someone who's listening. So thanks for hanging out. And let's get started with the first question, uh, which is, how can I determine the right criteria when looking for a business partner? Now, if you've listened to this episode, or rather to this podcast for any length of time, you'll know that I've mentioned before the business partnerships are really tough. Um, they're not tough when they start. They're not tough when times are good. They're tough when times get bad. And the reason for that is because partners uh, generally have uh, very different backgrounds and very different sets of experience. So when life is good and the house isn't on fire, partners can get along really well. Or hopefully partners can get along really well when the house isn't on fire. But people show their true colors when they're under pressure, when they are making mistakes or when they've made mistakes and... Um, they uh, either act out of fear or they act emotionally or they are unable to keep their fear and emotions under, under control. And so how can you determine the right criteria when looking for a business partner? Well, the truth is the right time to find a business partner is when there's an enormous amount of pressure, when life is falling apart, and quite frankly, when things aren't working out. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean your business is failing and you need a partner. Certainly, that is one uh, opportunity to onboard a partner. And that's traditionally where I spend most of my days is working with businesses that um, are under a lot of pressure. They're typically making their first big significant mistake during their growth trajectory, um, or they're experiencing their very, very first market downturn. And so uh, a guy like me comes along, and is able to help add some value. But the other, the other time that partners are really valuable is when a business is starting or when a business is beginning, because generally speaking, at those times, uh, businesses can uh, be under a different kind of pressure. Uh, they're under the kind of pressure where everyone uh, has a lot to do, there's never enough time, and so you're still working within this pressure cooker environment, and you still get to see kind of how people act under pressure. Are they emotional? 
Do they act out of fear? Are they rational? Are they able to uh, carry a conversation and make decisions? Or do they get all twisted up? Uh, so either at the very beginning of a business or when a business is failing are generally the times for partnerships um, to be formed that end up becoming long-lasting. The worst time, I think the worst time, in my experience anyway, the worst time to start a partnership is when things are good. Um, when two people don't really have a need or more than two people, but there isn't really a need for a partnership. It's more of like, you know, if we can do this, that would be great. Um, and if we were successful, that would be great. Those types of partnerships generally, um, don't end well because they were, they weren't formed out of necessity. They were formed out of casual desire. And as a result, when times get tough or big, big decisions have to be made, it can be very difficult to, to coordinate that. So one of the things I often say uh, is things rarely end better than how they start. And so that's something to consider when you're beginning to get into a partnership with somebody and you're trying to um, you know, if you feel a little bit of friction or you're feeling like things aren't really working out just as you get going, generally speaking, that picks up some momentum as time goes on and it becomes uh, more difficult down the road. So uh, try to start your partnership off with reasonable expectations. If you can start your partnership out when there is a mutual understanding of what everyone is bringing to the table, it can be documented uh, or at the very least understood by everyone, then whether you're starting a business or you're in the middle of a really tough spot in your business, that's generally when good, healthy partnerships are formed. So how can you determine the right criteria when looking for a business partner? Well, the criteria would be, why do I need a business partner? What is the business partner bringing to the table? What am I bringing to the table? And is there a fair exchange of value here? Uh, you can tend to get someone who's strong in marketing, tends not to be strong in finance, or you get someone that's a great product innovator, um, but they have a hard time executing on the business management side. And so I don't really have a, a strong belief about what percentage of each type of job description in a business is worth. I think there's uh, more emphasis that needs to be placed on what is everyone bringing to the table? Does every partner understand the box that they're responsible for? And then are they able to work together to achieve uh, a common result? And again, my personal opinion is that when things are tough, that's usually the best time to find a partner because that's when you really get to see what someone is made of. The worst time to start a partnership is when you don't really need a partnership, but you do it out of, out of convenience. So hopefully you find um, that helpful. All right, moving along to the next question. Question. I, I, I could probably talk for a really long time about this because I do have some very strong opinions about the pros and the cons. But let's just start with kind of a basic definition of the difference. Equity financing, kind of a funny word, but uh, the word financing, and you'll see why in a minute. But equity financing is really when you are giving up ownership in, say, your business. So someone agrees to give you quote-unquote financing, but in exchange for the financing, they want to own a piece of your business versus debt financing, where you have a lender, you are a creditor, the lender will give you a debt instrument, so uh, they are going to take security over something that you own, and in the event that you are unable to pay it, or your business is unable to pay for it, then they will simply scoop 
the asset that they took and they will look to sell it and that's how they will recover their money. So very, very uh, different types of money that are used by a business. You would consider equity financing if the future, in my opinion, you would consider equity financing for your business if the future is uncertain. And if the future is uncertain, then that means that you are looking today to sell something, to sell a percentage of your business or to sell ownership in your business in exchange for the capital that will get you somewhere. So if you're not sure what the future looks like, you're going to sell some of your business today to get the capital you need to take advantage of what could be possible in the future. But because it's uncertain and you don't necessarily want to risk putting up collateral security and you don't want to be you know you don't want to have your assets taken um, you would look to to protect yourself uh, and give up ownership in your business now the trade off of course is if you're successful to any degree then that equity is going to be worth something conversely if it's if you're unsuccessful then the equity could arguably be worth nothing and so giving up a piece of your business, this, te- this is always a very sensitive topic for entrepreneurs, mostly because they tend to think that their business is worth way more than it actually is. Um, and I don't have a problem with that. I think that there's certainly, there's a, there are math calculations you can do to figure out what your business is worth. And that's for people that don't have a vested interest in it. So they can be a little bit more um, arm's length from it. Uh, versus somebody who has put their sweat and blood into something, and even if it doesn't show up on paper yet, they just have a sense of what it's going to be worth. And so I don't have a problem with entrepreneurs or business owners who who, who have a different um, opinion of what their business is worth. But what's interesting is entrepreneurs often want to give away a very, 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 very tiny piece of the action because they think that they're going to be so successful that they don't want to look back and see that they gave up too much equity in their business. Um, And my opinion on that has always been, um, it's better to have a piece of something with people that are are successful um, and had to have a piece of something really large than to own 100% of nothing and working by yourself with people um, that aren't successful. And so, um, again, that's more of a philosophy, but giving up equity, or sorry, equity financing is giving up some ownership in your business. Um, that also means you're giving up future profits, you're giving up future um, sale proceeds if your business is ever sold. But the trade-off is that you, if the venture doesn't work out, then you're also not on the hook and you don't have to return that money and you don't need to be worried that assets are going to be taken from you to cover the financing. On the other side, debt financing, if you do know the future or if, or if you have a pretty good sense of what the future is going to look like, then you want to borrow the money because the cost of borrowing the money is most likely going to be less than whatever the future profits are that you give up if, say, you were to take equity financing. And so debt financing is um, money lent to your business. Uh, You have a lender and a creditor relationship. There's typically security involved that if the debt is uh, in default or payments are missed or the covenants are offside, then the lender or the bank is going to scoop those assets and look to sell them to recover their money. Kind of an interesting point on this is when a business is looking for debt financing, if they're trying to consider between or the, if the consideration is, do I take an investor who's going to put in, who's going to, I'm going to sell some equity uh, in my business too, or I'm going to go to a lender or a bank and I'm going to borrow the money. It's interesting if you're trying to make that decision that entrepreneurs who find themselves there tend to really get um, ruffled about the interest rate 
on the money. And just using kind of really basic math, if you're running a business and your business is generating a pretty decent rate of return, let's say it's double digits, let's say it's 10 to 15% a year, and you are getting fussed about, say, a 12% interest rate on a short-term piece of debt that you're going to need to facilitate the direction that you want to go in, it kind of the argument kind of falls apart in math because you only have to pay that 12% until you've paid the money off or the 24% or the 36%, whatever the interest rate is, is somewhat irrelevant if you already know the result that you're going to be getting and if you're successful in getting that result, that your business is going to be that much more profitable, which means it's just a cost of doing business to get from point A to point B. Point A being where you are now, point B, point B being where you could be if you had access to debt financing. And so kind of the cost of capital becomes somewhat irrelevant. But business owners and entrepreneurs who who haven't thought through this or who haven't had someone walk them through it or haven't really run the, the you know back of a napkin for themselves, they really tend to get ruffled about the cost of borrowing for their business. Now, most of the folks that get ruffled, in my experience, about borrowing money for their business is because their future is actually uncertain. And so what they do is they think the high interest rate that I'm going to be paying is taking my future profit. And because I don't really know what the future profit's going to be, I get really ruffled about giving it up. So technically, if you don't know what the future is going to hold, then you should be selling a piece of your business and raising equity financing. Um, if you do have a pretty good sense of what the future is going to hold, then you should borrow if you need to, to get to that destination. But getting getting fussed over the interest rate is it, it kind of doesn't make any sense. You can't do both things. You know, you can't need equity financing, but take debt and you can't take debt if you need equity. And so uh, those are some of the pros and cons is really the cost of capital, the, the ability to um, try and save whatever future profits might exist or give them away if your future is uncertain. So those are some of the pros and cons that you probably typically wouldn't hear about. Of course, there are other things like, you know, the legal process and partnership documents and all that kind of stuff, but I'll, I'll save that for another day. Um, that The answer that I've provided today hopefully is a little bit instructful for you to help you, A, understand the difference between equity and debt financing, and then the trade-off that you're making should you, should you choose to go with either. And the last question, I'm over... Over time today, I try to keep these under 15 minutes, so maybe I won't spend as much time talking about this one. But the question is, what should a small business owner know about bookkeeping? Um, I've answered this question before. I'm going to answer it again because it's a question that I get all the time. Dylan, do you know a bookkeeper? Dylan, I need help with my books. Dylan, um, do you know someone that I could talk to about trying to sort out what's going on with my finances? Here's the deal. Here's what you need to know about bookkeeping. A bookkeeper is simply going to record transactions in your business. At the end of recording those transactions, your, you know the things that you sell minus the expenses that you incur, hopefully you've got some money left over, but the bookkeeper is simply a recording device. Um, they're, not, they're not an accountant. They're not a controller. They are not a CFO. They are none of those things where they're giving you advice. Traditionally, simply a bookkeeper is I will process your financial transactions for you and give you your financial statements. So 
What do you need to know about bookkeeping? Is a bookkeeper is a resource for you to use like anything else. If you use MailChimp for newsletters, if you use Office 365 for your email and your website, a bookkeeper is how you record your financial transactions. And there's lots of them out there. They're all looking for businesses to help. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to tell them what you're looking for. I know of a, of a business owner right now um, that we set up for four different books for them, four different companies that that this uh, client has. And um, he's a little bit lost between understanding really the difference between his balance sheet and his profit and loss statement. So his bookkeeper is doing a great job of recording the transactions, but when she produces the final result for him, he doesn't really know what to do with it. And he's looking for advice. He's looking for his bookkeeper to say, is this good? Is this bad? Do I need to make some changes? And he gets frustrated because she doesn't really tell him a whole heck of a lot. Well, um, for anything less than $50 an hour, you're not going to get the kind of advice and direction that you really want. So you need to know that a bookkeeper is there to record your financial transactions, to hopefully keep you between the fence posts. But at the end of the day, they're going to give you a result and you got to know what to do with it. So you take your result and you go to your accountant and you say, hey, how's my balance sheet looking? How's my profit and loss statement looking? What are some things I need to know about? Or you get in touch with other entrepreneurs who you have a degree of confidence in or who've, who have demonstrated running successful, profitable businesses. And that might be organizations that you're a part of. That might be informal networking relationships that you have, or it just might be other entrepreneurs that you know. But say, look, you might just taking a look at my financial statements and based on your business, what do you think of mine? Like, am I doing okay? Does it, what does this look like? And so what you need to know is that a bookkeeper is going to do exactly what you ask them to do. Lawyers generally tend to be like that as well. Um, they can't afford to think for you. They don't want to think for you because there's liability. Uh, bookkeepers, kind of the same thing. You know, they're there to record the transactions, but they're not intimate with your business. They're not intimate with your business plan. They're not intimate with what you're trying to achieve as the owner of the business, what your plans are. And so the advice that they would give you would be so varied, if they could give you the advice, it would be so varied that it wouldn't be helpful either. So they're going to record the transactions, they're going to give you the final result, but you have to know what to do when you get it. When you're looking at your balance sheet, you're looking at your profit and loss statement, you can ask them questions, is this correct, is this correct, are you sure that's right? And then as you do that, they can, they can fill in the blanks for you, but ultimately they're going to give you a deliverable, and then you need to know what to do with it and how to use what it's telling you to direct your actions inside of your business and to make the changes that you need to. So again, that may not be an answer that you would get from a bookkeeper or, um, or other people who, who might give you some advice on bookkeepers, but that's the number one thing that I, that I try to remind business owners and entrepreneurs about is that a bookkeeper is going to do exactly what you ask them to do. They're not going to be able to give you opinions or advice on what you should do. They're just simply going to produce the final result. And then you're going to need to connect with other people that have that knowledge that can push around those ideas and those strategies and help you get to where you want to be. So that's all I've got. Those are my three questions this week, questions that entrepreneurs ask. So I appreciate you tuning in and subscribing. Um, continue to uh, send the comments over. I love them. Uh, they do give me a lot of things to think about. And as I answer these questions, I try to incorporate um, some responses that would help address some of the questions that you fired over. As always, connect anytime on LinkedIn. Uh, send me your questions directly. We can uh, connect and try to help you out with your business or, or give you some guidance on, on what you're looking for. But thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode.